Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Imperfectly Perfect Live. I am Trini Sharp. I am your host for this evening. It's a pleasure to be back before you guys. I pray that God has been doing marvelous things in your lives. I, I'm so grateful for everything he's doing in my life. And then um, especially throughout this platform is um, <laughs> God is pushing me to go to deeper depths and higher heights and just taking it to the next level as far as teaching is concerned and just going deeper in my studying time and just truly um, huh, trusting him. Um, before we get started, let me just put these headphones in here. because I don't want any type of feedback. So for those of you that are just tuning in, let me know how your day is. If anything great happened and any testimonies that you may have. Glory, hallelujah. All right, guys. So uh, a few things before we get into tonight's topic. First and foremost, I'm going to pray and then I'm going to go over a few things before we get into tonight's topic. So dear me, Father God, I thank you, Father God, for your presence, God. I thank you, Father God, for who you are, who you continue to be, not just in my life, God, but in the viewers and the listeners' lives in the mighty name of Jesus. Holy Spirit, I ask that you have your, have your way, Father. Move, Holy Spirit, move. Flow, Holy Spirit, flow. God, I thank you, Father God, for such a time as this that you chose to use me, God, for such a platform, God, to be a blessing to your people, God, to encourage them, to uplift them, Father God, to teach them, God, whatever, God. God, you have laid on my heart, God, to bring forth in the name of Jesus. Let your word, that Father God, be so profound, that Father God, and every word that I speak, that Father God, let it be, God, of yours, Holy Spirit. God, I thank you that you will move, God, exactly how you plan to. So, Holy Spirit, I give you all glory and all honor and all praise. In Jesus' awesome name, I pray. Amen. All right, guys, welcome again to uh, Facebook Live and also on Instagram Live. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Um, before I get into um, tonight's uh, topic for this evening. Um, a couple of things I want to just talk about. Uh, last week, um, we had our highlight September 2020, and it was Xavier Hobson, and I had her on had her on as a guest last week, and we had such a great conversation, um, just talking about her business, talking about the different blogs that she has, and um, the businesses that she has, and just talking about Christ and how. Uh, she perseveres past her imperfections to do the will of the Lord. So um, if you didn't get a chance to um, see last week's podcast, please go on um, I Am Imperfectly Perfect Incorporated's Facebook page and you can see last week's podcast. And also we do have another platform um, and that is um, the Apple Podcast, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, um, you can listen to those podcasts and last week's podcasts and those before as well. So please don't hesitate to um, listen to it at your free will. And at the end of the podcast, I will have all of the, our information, social media handles at the end of the podcast. Um, but the last time that I actually taught, um, we were on the topic of the ultimate source. We were on the topic of the ultimate source. And just some things that I was um, letting you guys know is that God is the ultimate source. And a lot of times we feel like we are hindered and we feel like when one door closes that, you know, that's the end all be all. But the reality of the matter is, is that because God is the ultimate source and because we serve 
the true and living God, that there is no limit to what God can and will do for us if we trust him, if we believe, if we stand firm and steadfast on his word. So I pray that you continue to be encouraged with that. And some of the things that I um, attributes of God that I went over and that I said that God is omnipresent, basically that God is everywhere, that God is omniscient, that God knows everything, that God is the author and the finisher of our faith, that it, it begins and ends with him and that God is our provider. And those are just a few of them. I went over 12 attributes that please, please go back and list, either listen to it or watch the um, podcast from that time. Uh, trust me, you will be blessed. And I pray that you will encourage, be encouraged by it. But as far as tonight, um, our topic for tonight is hidden treasures. Our topic for tonight is hidden treasures. And <laughs> it's crazy. Um, I love like the way, it's not crazy, but I love the way God gives me topics for the podcast. I love the way um, he just will give me <laughs> the word or words. And I know I have a knowing in my spirit that this is the direction that God is leading me for to as far as um, teaching. And when he gives me a word or, or words and I go to him in prayer and I'm just like, OK, God, what is it that you want me to say to your people? And he begins to download into my spirit. And then I, of course, I begin to study and I begin to do some research and, you know, reading the word of God. And I'm like, OK, so what is it that you're talking about? as far as hidden treasures. And so for those of you that have been following the podcast, you know that I love to dive into the word of God by finding out different um, definitions. <laughs> and so I can better understand it so that I can better be able to explain it to you guys and so that you can get a better understanding of what God is saying. So to break this down, I have two, to two definitions um, for you and that's hidden and treasure, hidden and treasure. And then we're going to combine them together to get a better understanding of what God is saying concerning his word tonight. So first um, definition I have for you is hidden. And hidden means being out of sight or not readily apparent. Being out of sight or not readily apparent. And it also means to be concealed or unexplained. It also means to be concealed or unexplained. So if you think about something that's hidden, that means that, you know, obviously you can't see it at the moment. But what I love also about this definition is that it's not just saying that, it, that, it's, that it's out of sight, but it's also saying that it's unexplained. It's unexplained, meaning that, huh, that you don't have understanding of it yet. If something is unexplained, that means that you don't, understand it you don't have knowledge of it you can't you can't tell anybody about it or um show that you have a comprehended why because it's unexplained it's hidden so the next definition i have for you is treasure <clears throat> and treasure means something of great worth or value something of great worth or value and what I love about this is that <laughs> you think about something treasures and I was looking up and I was looking up the uh, different definitions and um, looking up images and just thinking about, okay, thinking about hidden treasures and thinking about uh, having a treasure chest. And then the people that have a chest or um, 
they, they keep things in there that they don't want nobody to know. And they keep it in there. Why? Because it is of value. It is of value. And that's the wonderful thing about uh, the hidden treasures is that, huh, something that is so valuable, you're not going to want to reveal it to everybody. Something that is of value, you're not going to want everybody to know about it. You're not going to want everybody to understand it. And this is the same. This is what God is saying is that he has hidden treasures that only his children will know about. That only his children will understand. Why? Because we have a relationship with Christ. And we're going to get into in a minute what hidden treasures um, are in a second. But just get an understanding and learning again that what that hidden means being out, being out of sight or not readily apparent. Or other words, meaning concealed or unexplained. And the next definition again, treasure is something of great worth or value. Something of great worth or value. So now that we know um, what hidden and treasure means, we're going to get into what are the hidden treasures? What are the hidden treasures? So the hidden treasures is knowing the value of who Jesus is and wanting more of him by any means necessary. The hidden treasures is knowing the value of who Jesus is and wanting more of him by any means necessary. That's powerful. And what's so powerful about it is that, like I'm like, and I'm gonna keep saying this probably throughout the podcast, is that in order to know more about Jesus, you have to have a relationship with him. There are so many. Um, attributes of about Jesus, so many attributes about God. And that is, um, again, please go back and watch um, the last podcast that I did. And it was on the ultimate source. And it's talking about the different attributes of God. There are so many, so many attributes of God and Jesus. They are all in one and the Holy, you know, Holy Spirit is a part of the whole Trinity. So if I'm talking about Jesus, I'm talking about God. If I'm talking about God, I'm talking about Jesus or I'm talking about the Holy Spirit. So there's so many different attributes about Jesus that we have yet been, have yet known about, that we have yet discovered. Because you think about treasures, you think about going on a treasure hunt as a kid, just thinking about, man, like thinking about hide and seek or if they put you on um, scavenger hunts. They, they say, all right, kids, we're going to put you on a scavenger hunt. Mainly around like Easter time, they, you know, they put the eggs in different places and they hide them, right? And the thing is about, you know, the, those eggs is that inside of the eggs, sometimes they either put like, you know, the hard boiled eggs that's painted or other times they might put those little uh, plastic eggs and they have candy in it. So you're not just finding the egg. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Not just finding the egg. But you're fine. When you find the egg, there is also a prize inside the egg. When you find that egg, think about when you are a child and you find the egg, you're like, wow, you just pick up all of this stuff. You put it in your basket. And at the end of the scavenger hunt, you got all of these eggs in the basket. 
And it can either be candy in there. It could either be uh, a different like jewelry or different prizes or uh, comic books or whatever. Depending on the size of the eggs, there's different things they might put in there. And you know that when you grab that egg, there is something that is adding to your life. That there is something that is going to be added to your life. And that is so wonderful. And that is the thing that is about God is that <laughs> when you have a relationship with Jesus Christ, my God, when you have a relationship, hi, Mama T, when you have a relationship with Jesus Christ, my God, it's, it's endless. It's endless knowledge, endless, endless wisdom that you can obtain. But the thing is about God is that huh, he's not going to just give it to you all at one time. If you're expecting to be saved and you're expecting to have a relationship with Christ and just expecting him to just like be an open book and just let you know everything one time. No, that is not what's about to happen. Why? Because Jesus wants to know that he trusts you. He wants to know that he trusts you. Because the thing is, because I already said that knowing the value of who Jesus is and wanting more of him by any means necessary. But basically, it's the mysteries of Jesus. It's the mysteries of Jesus. And the thing is, we will never, we will never know all there is about Jesus until we reach heavenly places, until we are living in eternity with our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. That is the moment that all of that, all uh, of the mysteries of Jesus, that all the mysteries of God will be revealed. But until then, Jesus gives us a little bit. Why? Because he wants to see if, we can, if he can trust us. He wants to see if he can trust us. Why? Because his treasures are valuable. His wisdom is valuable. His wisdom is valuable. Hi, Brittany on Instagram. His wisdom is valuable. So the scripture that I want to go to right now, just to explain it a little more, is Matthew Matthew chapter 13, verse 44 through 46. And I'm reading, going to be reading from the Amplified Classic Edition. Matthew 13, verse 44 through 46. And if somebody can let me know, if you hear me clearly, I just want to make sure that there's no, you know, bad feedback or anything. But we're going to be reading from Matthew 13, Verse 44 through 46 in the Amplified Classic Edition version. So it says, the kingdom of heaven is like something precious buried in a field, which a man found and hid again. Then in his joy, he goes and sells all he has and buries that field. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a man who is a dealer in search of fine and precious pearls, who on finding, who on finding, sorry, I lost my place, who on finding a single pearl of great price, went and sold all he had and bought it. Went and sold all he had and bought it. So you think about it. <laughs> He's talking about the hidden treasures of Jesus. If somebody is going to bury it, it lets you know right then and there that it's of value. And if somebody would sell 
everything they have to obtain it is worth more than jewels. It's worth more than gold. It's worth more. It's worth more than anything. Hallelujah. Thank you guys for confirming that you can hear me. It's worth more. And that's the thing. So let's go back to talking about more about what the hidden treasures are. So we said again that um, the hidden treasures is knowing, knowing the value of who Jesus is and wanting more of him by any means necessary. And it's the mystery of Jesus. And that last scripture that I read in Matthew 13, 44 through 46, that was talking about the parable. It's a parable of Jesus. And uh, Jesus' parables are so dope. And what I love about Jesus' parables is they are the perfect example of hidden treasures. The perfect example of hidden treasures because even Jesus' disciples in moments did not understand what Jesus was talking about. When he would say parables, they'd be like, Jesus, like, what are you talking about? And they would constantly ask him. The ones that walked with him, the disciples that walked with him daily, they still had to ask Jesus, what are, what are you talking about? And Jesus is like, you walk with me daily, but yet you don't understand. You are, you walk with me closely more than anybody else. And yet you don't understand where I'm coming from. And that's and when you don't understand huh, the wisdom of Jesus, you have to check yourself. You have to check yourself. And yeah, they're going to be. And there, this is the reason why Jesus doesn't, um, why he doesn't reveal his all of his hidden tre treasures at once. Why? Number one, again, I said that he wants to make sure that you are trusted. He wants to make sure that you are trusted. And then two. He, uh, he wanted to make sure that you are ready because a lot of times we're not ready to, huh, for the revealing of who Jesus is in a particular season and that particular part of G who Jesus is. So Jesus is like, you know what? And so you are mature enough and so you're mature enough. I'm not going to reveal that part to you because you are not going to understand it and you're not going to hmm, value it. Yeah, and so we, you are, we are mature enough to understand certain parts of who Jesus is. He won't reveal it to it to re reveal it to us. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Until we will value it. So another thing, other scripture that I want to go to that explains hidden treasures a little bit further. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Is that I want to go to um, Isaiah. I want to go to Isaiah 45, verse 1 through 7 in the Amplified Version. Hey, Dickens Tracy. So if y'all can get that for me, get that scripture so you can follow me. Isaiah 45, verse 1 through 7 in the Amplified Version. And it says, this is um, God, he's using, huh, this will give you a backstory. He's using um, King Cyrus, King Cyrus, who is the king of Persia. <laughs> and King Cyrus does not have a relationship with Christ. But how many people know that Jesus will use any and everybody? 
any and everybody to get his perfect will done. He will use anyone. So in verse one, Isaiah 45, it says, this is what the Lord says to his anointed, to Cyrus, king of Persia, whose right hand I have held to subdue nations before him. And I will ungird the loins of kings, disarming them to open doors before him so that the gates will not be shut. I will go before you and level the mountains. I will shatter the doors of bronze and cut through the bars of iron. I will give you the treasures of darkness, the hoarded treasures and the hidden riches of secret places so that you may know that it is I, the Lord, my God, the God of Israel, who calls you Cyrus the Great by your name. For the sake of Jacob, my servant, and of Israel, my chosen, I have also, glory be to God, called you by your name. I have given you an honorable name, though you have not known me. Hmm. I am the Lord and there is no one else. There is no God except me. I will embrace and arm you, though you have not known me, that people may know from the rising to the setting of the sun, the world is over, that there is no one except me. I am the Lord and there is no other, the one forming light and creating darkness, causing peace and creating disaster. I am the Lord who does all these things. My God. And this is even elaborating even more on why God chose to use Cyrus. First of all, huh, everybody that was a king during that time, a lot of them worshipped other gods. A lot of them worshipped Baal. A lot of them uh, worshipped and um, idolized uh, graven images. But guess what? Think about it. Think about the, the time that we're living in today. And I'm not going to mention any names, but think about certain people that's in office, certain people that political offices. They don't, they're not saved. They don't live a righteous life. But yet God allows them to be in certain positions. Why? To ensure that his perfect will is done. And some of us may not understand, okay, why certain things happen. Listen, the enemy has, a, has you know, his agenda, but God, mm, everything that God allows to happen whew, is for him to get the glory. Everything that God allows to happen is for him to get the glory. Think about this coronavirus. Thank you, Holy, the Holy Spirit is shifting me. But think about this coronavirus. Is it, yes, it's very negative. A lot of people lost their lives, unfortunately. However, think about how many of us had to be at a standstill. Many of us had to be at a standstill. And it allowed, it allowed, oh, Jesus. It allowed us for us to get closer to him, for us to draw near to God. And in moments where we would have excuse after excuse after excuse and saying, well, God, I got this to do and God, I got to work and I got kids and I got to you know, cook. And I, I mean, countless, endless excuses that we would come up with. But God put it as a standstill. And many of us have been put in places where we had no choice but to trust God. 
that we have no choice but to trust him. Many people laid off from their jobs, but yet, yet and still, God still made a way. Yet and still, God still made a way. Why? Because when you have a relationship with Jesus Christ, glory be to God, there is hidden treasures in him. He said, okay, you're unemployed right now, but it's certain things that I have in you. I have a book in you. I have a business in you. I have a ministry in you. It's certain things that I'm waiting for you to give birth to, but you were not paying attention. I didn't have your full attention. Why? Because you were distracted by the cares of this world. But now that all those things are out of the way, now that all those things are removed out of the way, now... I will reveal unto you why, because I have your undivided attention and why, just like Melissa put up there, thank you, Melissa. One, you've proven to me that you be, can, you can be trusted and also that you are now ready because when you are distracted and your focus is not on God, God is saying, no, they're not ready yet. No, they can't be trusted yet. Why? Because they're going to put everything before me. And the word of God in the Ten Commandments that said, thou should not put any any gods before him. Thou should, thou should not idolize anything. You shouldn't have any idols. And idols are anything that you worship and put before God, money, your job, your relationship. And it's not saying that any old things are bad. It's just saying that if you are worshiping it, and if you are not, glory be to God, if you're not willing to give it up for Jesus, then it's, you're idolizing it. If you're not willing to give it up for Jesus, then you are idolizing, idolizing it. So let's go back to the point. <clears throat> Excuse me. So we just finished reading Isaiah 45, verse 1 through 7, Amplified Version. And the other thing about the hidden treasures is talking about, it's talking about godly wisdom. Godly wisdom. And let's go to, um, I'm going to let you guys get your word together. Go to Proverbs chapter 3, verse 13 through 15 in the Amplified Version. The thing is about godly wisdom is that it's more precious than riches and gold. It's more precious than riches and gold because we were talking about what value? Hidden treasures. And a treasure is something of value. And anything that's of value is not worth revealing to everybody. And godly wisdom, my God, if you have godly wisdom, huh, that goes a far, a far way. It goes a far distance when you have godly wisdom, because why? God is omniscient. He's all knowing. So when you have godly wisdom, the one that knows all things, that created all things, reveals unto you himself, reveals unto you what to do next, gives you directions. He, oh my gosh, he directs your path. The word of God says, trust in the Lord with all of your heart. Lean not unto your own understanding, but acknowledge him in all of his ways and God will direct your path. That's one of my favorite scriptures. Why? Because it says, when you put your complete trust in God, when you give him your all, when you say, Lord, I don't, I don't understand it in my, in my human understanding, but God, I know, I know that you know what my future holds, you know what tomorrow brings. So Father God, show me the way. Why? Because you know what tomorrow brings. You know what my future holds. So Lord, show me the way. Be a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. God, I trust you with my life. 
I give it all unto you. You have to trust them. So let's go um, to Proverbs chapter 3, verse 13 through 15 in the Amplified Version. And it says, happy, blessed, considered, fortunate to be admired is the man who finds skillful and godly wisdom. And the man who gains understanding and insight, learning from God's word and life's experiences. For wisdom's profit is better than the profit of silver, and her gain is better than fine gold. She is more precious than rubies, and nothing you can wish for for compares with her in value. My God, I love the last scripture, verse 15 says, she is more precious than rubies, my God, and nothing and nothing you can wish for compares with her in value. Nothing compares to godly wisdom. Nothing compares to knowing the value of Jesus Christ. Nothing compares to it. Nothing compares to it. Because this is the thing. Thank you, Father. When you have godly wisdom, thank you, Father. That job that you apply for, that on paper, you're not actually qualified for it because why you may not have the education, you may have not have the years of experience, you may not have all of the skill sets that's listed on there. But when you have godly wisdom, glory be to God, you don't know what God has been training you for. Things that you didn't imagine, maybe certain ministries that God put you on and certain things that you, um, skill sets you learned from there, you didn't realize it. But yeah, you learned it. Why? Because you was willing to serve. You was willing to, to be a blessing to other people. You was willing to humble yourself. And because of your faithfulness, because of your dedication, because of your obedience and your sacrifice unto God, he will open that door for you. He will make room for you. And that person that, oh my gosh, that person that may have all the credentials as far as on paper, they don't get the job. Why? Because they don't have the favor of God. They don't have the favor of God. And I'm sorry to tell you, but favor is not fair. It's not fair. Because whatever God has for you, it's for you. Whatever God has for you, is for you. Hallelujah. So remember that. Sometimes, and, and I had to encourage myself as well, because, thank you, Father. Huh. Sometimes when you believe in God for some certain things and sometimes you may belittle who you are and what you are capable of doing. And when you do that, you actually are belittling and, and shortening what God is capable of doing. Because God is saying, no, no, no. Don't, don't put yourself down. Because when you put yourself down, that means you're putting me down. That means you're not having faith. That means you're not believing that I said that what I said I was going to do will come to pass. We got to stop putting our trust in man. We got to stop putting our trust and start and compare ourselves to other people. Okay, yeah, they had a full-on education. They may have a master's degree and whatever, or they may have a house and a car and all these things. But one thing that you have that they may not have, 
Glory be to God. It's a relationship with Jesus Christ. And again, it says that it is more precious than rubies. It is more precious than rubies. Having a relationship with Jesus Christ and then being able to obtain godly wisdom, it is more precious than rubies. Hallelujah. Much more precious than silver and gold. More precious than money. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. So the next thing that I want to get into... Is how to get access, how to get access to hidden treasures of Jesus. How to get access to hidden treasures of Jesus. First and foremost, in order to get hidden treasures from Jesus, we have to what? First, surrender. We have to surrender. And the thing is, surrendering, huh? Surrendering is not always is. Let's just put it this way: surrendering is not easy. Period. Surrendering is not easy. Why? Because when you surrender, you're basically telling God, "I'm willing to give up everything for you." You're telling Jesus that you're willing to give up everything for Him. And when I say everything, I mean everything. Relationships, money, jobs, promotions, people, anything and everything. Locations, hometowns, whatever. You're willing to give it up for him. Why? Because, ah, Jesus' hidden treasures is of value. It's of value. Knowing more about Jesus, having a relationship with him, it's of value. Because when you have Jesus on your side, mm, my God, when you have Jesus on your side, nothing else matters. Nothing else matters. As long as you have Jesus on your side, you can do the impossible. All things are possible with God. All things are possible with God. Glory. Hallelujah. So surrender. Be willing to give up everything for Jesus. Let's go to Romans. Romans chapter 12, verse 1 through 2 in the Amplified Version. I pray that you've been blessed so far. Romans chapter 12, verse 1 through 2 in the Amplified Version. And it says, therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies, dedicating all of yourselves set apart as a living sacrifice holy and well-pleasing to God, which is your rational, logical, intelligent act of worship. And do not be conformed to this world any longer with its superficial values and customs, but be transformed and progressively change as you mature spiritually by the renewing of your mind, focusing on godly values and ethical attitudes so that you may prove for yourselves, hallelujah, what the will of God is, that which is good and acceptable and perfect in his plan and purpose for you. My God, that's talking about surrendering. 
being willing to be set apart, being willing mm, to dedicate yourself to Christ, being willing to give up everything, anything that was any old bad, any bad habits, any uh, bad relationships, anything that is not of God, being willing to give that up. And learning more, it's talking about what I love about in verse two, it says, but be transformed and progressively change as you mature spiritually by the renewing of your mind. So that lets you know right in the there that this is a daily process, that this is a continuous, progressively change, meaning that you're constantly going to be growing, that you're constantly going to be learning more about Jesus, that you're constantly going to be learning more about your gifts, that you're constantly going to be learning more about why God created you in the first place, that why, what's your, what's your purpose, that why God has you here on earth. When you're a babe in Christ, huh? You're not going to know everything at one time. You're going to be on fire for God. You're like, you want to know, you want to let every and any and everybody know about Jesus Christ. So you're like, man, you finally discovered that hidden treasure that everybody knew about. Whew, Jesus, you finally discovered the hidden treasure that everybody knew about. So, of course, you want to shout across the mountaintops and let everybody know about the goodness of Jesus Christ. But the thing is, Sometimes we get so stuck on one level that we forget that there's more. We forget that there's more. Hallelujah. Yes, progressively changing. We forget that there's more to Jesus that we need to learn and that we need to obtain. We can't be okay with staying at the same level. We cannot be okay with staying at the same level. Every single day, we should be learning more about Jesus. We should be learning more and getting into the word of God to find out what is it. Just like even today, I'm, I'm, I'm sure I've read Isaiah 45 verse um, 1 through 7 before. But when I went back into it and the Holy Spirit began to reveal it to, even, reveal it to me even more. Thank you, Father. And I was like, wow, like I never looked at it like that. I never hmm, even probably took taking the time to actually dive more into it, to dive more into God's word. And that's the thing. Even when you read certain scriptures of the word of God, you might have one understanding or that's better, better yet say this. You might have um, discovered one hidden treasure in that passage. And then another season, season, God takes you right back to that scripture and he reveals another hidden treasure about that same passage. Oh, my God, that in itself is powerful. That in itself is powerful. I don't care how many times and I said this earlier, my favorite scripture is Proverbs chapter three, verse five through six. I don't care how many times I read that passage. There is something that God always reveals about that particular passage to me. And I can use it for multiple things. And when you truly dive into the word of God and God and God begins to reveal, reveal to you and you really start diving in as far as finding out different definitions of what certain words mean and saying, okay, and then God reveals even more things to you. Why? Because you're desperate to learn more about God. Why? Because you're hungry for him. You're thirsty for him. You want more of him that you can't get enough of it. You can't get enough of it. Whew. 
You can't get enough of it. So you want just more, God, reveal yourself unto me. God, what is it that I must do? What is it I must do, Father God, to learn more about you? What is it I must do, Father God, to draw closer to you? You're desperate for it. You gotta be hungry. You gotta be thirsty for more Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory, glory, glory. So number one again was surrender. Be willing to give up everything for Jesus. Be willing to give up everything for Jesus. So we're talking about how to get access to hidden treasures, how to get access to hidden treasures of Jesus. So number two is follow Jesus. Follow him. Follow him. So after you give up everything for him, you got to be willing to follow. And this is not in my notes, but thank you, Holy Spirit. I know reading a certain passage and talking about when Jesus uh, began to walk into his calling fully as the savior, <laughs> the teacher, the, uh, the miracle worker. Oh, my God. So many. Oh, I love Jesus so much. When he began to walk fully in his calling. Because he was already doing teachings as a child, going to synagogues at 12 years old, disobeying his mom. I mean, that's the whole nother story. But he was like, I'm about my father's business. Like he was already about his father's business before it was time for him to walk into his purpose fully. But once he walked and started, Jesus started walking to his purpose fully. He said, you know what? I need some company around me, some people that I can trust, some followers that I can trust, that, that they're going to have my back, that if, if I tell them to lay hands on the sick, they'll lay hands on the sick. If I tell them to, um, to, to pray, they're going to pray. Whatever I tell them to do, they're going to do. And they're going to have me covered. If I tell them to keep me covered in prayer, they're going to do that. So God, uh, Jesus was looking for followers. And the thing is, when Jesus started looking for followers, he started finding, huh, thinking about Peter. He's a fisherman. He found Peter. Peter was on a fishing, a fishing trip. And he was out there all day. Out there all day trying to... Huh, trying to gather a certain amount of fish and he was not having any type of luck at all, at all. And Jesus told him, cast your net on the other side. And Peter didn't know who he was at first. He was like, I've been out here all day. There's no fish out here. And Jesus said, cast your net on the other side. And as crazy as it sounded, Peter did just that. He cast his net on the other side. Lo and behold, my God, fish, oh my gosh. When he pulled the net up, it was so heavy that it was so hard for them to gather the amount of fish. That fish, was, if the, the net was breaking and fish was jumping out, it was so many fish. My God. And Jesus told Peter, come, follow me. Ah, and be a fisher of men. 
Come and follow me and be a fisher of men because Jesus, thank you, Holy Spirit. Jesus showed Peter, Jesus showed Peter who he is. And once he showed Peter who he was, uh, who he is rather, my God, Peter said, you know what? I gotta follow him because anybody who can i've been sitting here out here all day trying to gather this fish and i didn't even get not one fish on this hook and he told me to go to the other side and i i mean i had more than enough yeah it's something special it's something valuable about this man of god it's something valuable about jesus Woo. and he said i'm gonna follow him and that is the same mindset that we need to have that oh my gosh Remember that moment when you accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, and that's because Jesus revealed just a little bit of himself to you. And just even with that small portion of Jesus, you say, you know what? I want more of that. I want more of that. And you knew, oh my gosh, you knew that in order for you to obtain more of him, you had to have a relationship with him. And you had to be what? Willing to follow Jesus, you had to be willing to follow him. So let's go to Matthew chapter 19, verse 21 in the Amplified Version. Matthew 19, verse 21, the Amplified Version. It says, Jesus answered him, if you wish to be perfect, that is, have the spiritual maturity that accompanies godly character with no moral or ethical deficiencies, go and sell what you have and give the money to the poor and you will have treasure in heaven and come, follow me, becoming my disciple, believing and trusting in me and walking the same path of life that I walk. He said, come follow me, becoming my disciple, believing and trusting in me and walking the same path of life that I walk. So Jesus saying, if you want to know more about my hidden treasures, if you want to know more about me, if you want to receive more of my godly wisdom, then you got to follow me. I'm not just going to give it to you all willy nilly. You got to be willing to follow me. That means turn it on me, Peter. All of the disciples, Matthew, he was the tax collector. He turned away whew, from being a tax collector to follow Jesus. My God, they were willing. Those 12 disciples were willing to turn away from their everyday lives to follow Jesus. Why? Because Jesus had a value and it was worth giving up everything else for Jesus is worth giving up everything else for to follow him where he leads us we should be wanting and willing to follow follow him glory hallelujah when we become God's hidden treasures he will reveal to us hidden treasures about him there are treasures that God has hidden in us. There are treasures that God has hidden in us. And talking about hidden treasures, did you know that we are God's hidden treasures? 
Did you know that we, children of the Most High God, those who are saved, set apart, are God's hidden treasures? So let's go to First Peter chapter two, verse nine, nine through ten, in the Amplified version. First Peter chapter two, verse nine through ten, in the Amplified version. Talking about how we are God's hidden treasures. My God, this blew my mind because I've read this scripture quite a few times. And I was like, wow, I never thought about it like this. And it says in verse nine, but you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a consecrated nation, a special people for God's own possession. My God. So that you may proclaim the excellencies, the wonderful deeds and virtues and perfections of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Once you were not a people at all, but now you are God's people. Once you had not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. Whoo, my God. We are God's hidden treasures. Oh, Jesus, we are God's hidden treasures. We are a chosen race. We are a royal priesthood. We are a consecrated nation, a special people for God's own possession. We are of value to God. We are of value to God. You're valuable. You are valuable and don't let anybody tell you nothing less. If you hear anything opposite of the fact that you are worth, uh, that you are worthy, that you're valuable, don't let nobody tell you that you're not valuable. Why? Because God, our heavenly father said that we are, whoo, that we are his hidden treasures. There's certain things that God has in us, certain gifts, certain teachings that we have in us that he wants to use us to give birth to, to give glory unto his name, to draw more souls to the body of Christ, to help advance the kingdom of God. But until he trusts us, until he sees that we're ready, we will not be able to walk into that fully. And know about that. Because I think about it. There are certain gifts that I didn't realize I had. And God didn't reveal that part about me until he knew that I was ready. And until he knew that I was going to value that gift. Until he knew that I was ready. And until he knew that I was going to value that gift. And what do I mean by value that gift? That I wasn't just going to sit on it. That once he revealed it to me, once he revealed it to me, my God, that I was actually going to do something about it and be used for his glory. He wanted to make sure that I was ready. Now, I will say this. This is the opposite. There are certain gifts that God reveals to you that... (laughs) Uh, that you either are going to accept it or you want to run away from it. Because when I found out that I had the gift of prophecy, 
I ran away from that thing for a long time. <laughs> I ran away from that thing for a long time. I was like, who, me? Couldn't be. Like, I was like, uh, guy, you, you got this mixed up. I was like, ah, it ain't me. And I ran away from that thing. But the thing is, sometimes, too, God reveals certain things to us so that we can start preparing, so that we can start getting our character in order, so that we can start being in position. Because certain things, because, yeah, God revealed to me that one day that I will walk into the office of the prophet. But the thing is, there were certain things, certain things that must take place. There's certain things that, that I must learn. There's certain things that God had to take from me. There's certain people that God had to se separate, me, separate me from. God had to cultivate the gifts. God had to prune me. God had to transform me. God had to shape me, mold me. Woo. And to, women, to the women of God that he called me to be. So just because God may reveal what your purpose is in life does not mean that it's time for you to walk in it fully. Jesus knew from the beginning of time what his purpose was, was for the moment that he was manifested as in human flesh. But he also understood that just because I know what my purpose is does not mean it's the right timing. Glory be to God. Just because Jesus knew what his purpose was, he knew that it was it, it, it was at an appointed time for him to walk in that calling fully. Because before, glory be to God, thank you, Holy Spirit, before Jesus performed that first miracle, before he formed that first miracle, hallelujah, of turning water into wine, he wasn't, he was like, no, like I'm not, he told his mom and his mom put him on French street though. Mary, she put him on French street. He was like, listen, they running out of wine. So I need you Jesus to come on here. I know you ready for it. I, I know you more than capable to do it. So I need you to go ahead, turn this word into wine. Like I mean, Mary straight put him on French street. But before that, Jesus is like, no, it's not yet my time. And he even said it in that moment. But he said, you know what? I mean, he did it anyway. He, he was like, listen, <laughs> I got to I got to be obedient to my mother. So he didn't do it until it was the right timing. Until it was the right timing. So and Jesus, Holy Spirit, switched me a whole different direction with that. But going back to it. We are followers of Jesus. And the thing is, God wants to see how bad we want it. He wants to see how bad we want it. How bad do we want it? How bad do we want to know more about Jesus? How bad do we want to have, want to have the godly wisdom of Jesus? How bad do we want it? Like I said earlier, when you have Jesus on your side, huh, nothing compares, nothing compares, not rubies, not riches, not money, not relationships, not anything compares to having Jesus on your side. Nothing compares to it. 
That's right, Sister Max. Even in that, he was still obedient. His mom, my God, I'm like, come on, it's like your parents, like, come on, baby, let's let's do this dance out here. And you like, mom, I don't feel like dancing. And they're like, well, you better get out there and dance. You know, they got all their friends around you, and they like, you better do it. So he was obedient. <laughs> he was obedient, even in that. So next point. So we're talking about again how to get access. How to get access to hidden treasures of Jesus. <clears throat> number two, number three is, excuse me. Number three is be teachable. Be teachable. My God. If you want to know, if you want to know more about him, you got to be willing to learn. You got to be willing to be, to be teachable. What's the use of God wanting to reveal himself to you and can't nobody tell you nothing if you think that you know everything and that every time somebody says something to you like oh I know oh I got it what's the point so you must be teachable let's go to Psalms chapter 119 Psalms 119 verse 72 through 73 in the Amplified Version <clears throat> One moment, guys. Psalms 119, <clears throat> verse 72 through 73 in the Amplified Version. <clears throat> it says, the law from your mouth is better to me than thousands of gold and silver pieces. Your hands have made me and established me. Give me understanding and a teachable heart that I may learn your commandments. Give me understanding and a teachable heart that I may learn your commandments. My God, so you got to be desperate. You got to be, be hungry. You got to be thirsty for more knowledge, thirsty for more wisdom, thirsty. That you're willing to do any and everything to know more about Jesus. There's so much, uh, there's so much you have in store. And when you learn about Jesus, you, you're not just going to be a hearer of the word, but be a doer of the word. Don't just be a hearer of God's word, but be a doer of God's word. So to make sure that you apply it to your life. When you find out, thank you, Holy Spirit. When you find out more about Jesus, don't just take it in and not, uh, don't just take it in. Yes, Sister Max, say it again. Be please, please be more teachable. Yes. Don't just take it in and not actually apply it to your life. And then also, don't just take it in and keep it for yourself. Because the thing is, a lot of times, and people may misconstrue, okay, hidden treasures. That means I got to hide it and I got to tuck it in and I got to keep it all for myself. No. That's not what this is about. It's saying hidden treasures, meaning hidden as far as Jesus hides it from us until we're ready for it. Until we can be trusted with it. But once it's revealed to us, that's not meant for us to keep it to ourselves. That's meant for us to spread the gospel of Jesus Christ. To spread the good news. So that the world may know. 
so that the world may know. Why? Because we are what? Followers of Jesus Christ. To be a disciple to, means to be a follower of Christ. So once Jesus reveals certain things about him and all of his splendor, we must share and spread the gospel of Jesus Christ. We must spread it. Hallelujah. So again, be teachable. Be teachable. Hallelujah. Be teachable. And one second, I just got to get Instagram started again. And I'm praying for Instagram. I, I believe that they will they will extend their time because they Instagram only does an hour. But glory be to God. I'm praying that they will upgrade themselves and extend it. So welcome back, Instagram. We were on point number three. And we said to be teachable. To be teachable. And huh, if you're not teachable, Jesus won't be able to trust you. If you're not teachable, Jesus won't be able to, to see that you're ready. It proves to Jesus that you're not ready. Because it also is showing him that you may have pride in your heart. Especially if you're thinking that you know everything, you have to check that. You have to check that. Hallelujah. You have to check that. So next point. So we're talking about, again, how to get access to hidden treasures of Jesus. So number four is we must have the fear of God. We must have the fear of God. And somebody was like, what you mean? Like the word of God talks about we shall not have the spirit of fear. That's not, that in this context, it's not talking about um, having the spirit of fear. No, having the fear of God and having a spirit of fear is completely different. When we have the fear of God, that means that whatever God leads, <laughs> whatever God leads us to do, why? Because God is a just God. He is, at, at the end of the day, we will have to be seated before him on judgment day. Everything we do here on earth will be accounted for on judgment day. Yes, God's love is he has unconditional love, but yet he still requires for us. He still requires for us to be set apart. He still requires for us to live a righteous life. So we need to be have the fear of God, because when you have the fear of God, you're like, Lord, whatever it is you want me to do, I'm going to do it. And then again, I, I keep re uh, thank you. All. I keep reiterating this. When God trusts you, he will reveal himself to you. When he trusts you, he will reveal himself to you. So we must have the fear of God. So we want to go back to um, Psalms 119. And this time we want to uh, continue with verse 74. And it's, um, it's still in the Amplified Version. Verse 74. It's saying, may those who reverently fear you see me and be glad because I wait for your word. May those who reverently fear you see me and be glad because I wait for your word. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Wait on God's word. Wait on his word. 
When you fear him, say, God, I wait on you. God, I rely on you. God, I put my trust in you. God, whatever it is that you want, I'll do. Because just like thinking about our parents, we know, we know that we, we know our parents love us. But there's also a slight fear. <laughs> it's also a slight fear of what our parents would do to us if we are not, not obedient. Such as spankings, such as whooping, such as um, punishment. It's a slight fear that you have in, in your in the parents because you're like, you know they love you. But if they, they require for you to be obedient. Why? Because it teaches you great character. It causes you to be mature. It causes you mm, to grow. That fear that you have in them. That if I do something wrong, I'm going to get punished. And I'm going to reap. Uh, I'm going to have to not reap. I'm going to have to suffer the consequences if I don't do so. So we must have the fear of God. Hallelujah. And then the last point. So again, we're talking about we're talking about how to get access to hidden treasures of Jesus. Number five is be willing to suffer for Christ's sake. We have to be willing to suffer for Christ's sake. A lot of us are not willing to suffer, and it. it it has such a negative connotation to it, but if you think about it, what Jesus had to endure just for us. Jesus had to endure beatings. Jesus had to endure chastisements. Jesus had to endure betrayal. Jesus had to endure having nails put in his hands, having a crown of thorns on his head. Jesus had to endure. He had to suffer. Woo. He had to suffer so that we whew, can be saved, so that we, so, oh, so that he can sacrifice his life for our sins. He suffered for us. So the least we can do is suffer for his sake. It's to suffer for his sake. Let's go to Philippians chapter three. Hallelujah. Philippians chapter three, verse seven through 11 in the English standard version. Philippians chapter three, verse seven through 11, the English standard version. It says, but whatever gain I had, I counted as loss for the sake of Christ. <clears throat> Indeed, I count everything as loss because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord. For his sake, I have suffered the loss of all things and count them as rubbish in order that I may gain Christ and be found in him. Not having a righteousness of my own that comes from the law, but that which comes through faith in Christ. The righteousness from God that depends on faith, that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and may share his sufferings, becoming like him in his death. That by any means possible, I may attain the resurrection from the dead. So Jesus requires for us the same way 
It says that I may share his suffering. Jesus suffered from us, becoming like him in his death. Every single day, we die to ourselves. Every single day, we die to ourselves. Just like Jesus had to die on the cross for our sins, we die to our flesh daily. We die to our flesh daily. Why? For Christ's sake. We should have a desire to please him. We should have a desire to be more like him. We should have the desire to find out more about him. Why? Because Jesus is valuable. Why? Because Jesus is valuable. His godly wisdom is valuable. His godly wisdom is valuable. Can nothing compare to it? Not rubies, not gold, not silver, not relationships, not anything, not promotions, not houses, not cars, not celebrities, nothing compares to the hidden treasures of Jesus Christ. So going over one more time, it's going over the points again. Hallelujah. Going over the points again, we talked about how to get access to hidden treasures of Jesus. Number one, surrender. And that means being willing to give everything up for Jesus. Number two, follow Jesus. Number three, be teachable. Whatever you do, don't have pride in your heart and nobody can tell you nothing. Be teachable. If you're teachable, then Jesus be willing to reveal himself to you. Why? Because you're going to be willing to learn and you're hungry and thirsty for more of him. Number four, must you must have the fear of God. You must have the fear of God. And lastly, again, number five, be willing to suffer for Christ's sake. Be willing to suffer for Christ's sake. My God, I pray that you guys were blessed tonight. I pray that you... <laughs> understand more about Jesus, especially in these last days. It is so important for us not to settle for less. It is so important for us to not settle for being mediocre, for us to be still on the same level that we were once on 10 years ago, five years ago. But yet you call yourself a follower of Christ, but yet we call ourselves disciples of Jesus Christ, but yet we are still on the same level. And I'm not coming from a judgmental place. I'm just coming from a place where, huh, it grieves my heart. And if it grieves my heart, I grieve in the Holy Spirit that many of us are not at a level where we should be. We're wondering why certain people are surpassing us. We're wondering why certain people have received promotions, both, um, both natural and spiritual. We're wondering why open people have opening doors have taken place for certain people in their lives. That's because, huh, they have proven that they can be trusted. They have proven that they're ready. And if you're still on the same level, you're not ready. And Jesus is saying, there's so much more to me. There's so much more to me that I want to reveal to you. But you haven't proven to me that you're hungry for it. You haven't proven to me that you're thirsty for it. You haven't proven to me that you're desperate for it. And if you're at that place now, 
I'm going to pray for you right now. And then I'm going to offer the, the um, call for salvation. But Heavenly Father, God, I pray for every person that is watching and listening right now. Father God, and many of us, God, may have been in a situation where we have been stagnant for far too long. Out of fear, out of worry, out of doubt, out of pride. We've allowed certain things to hinder us. Why? Because we were not willing to give up certain things for you. We were not willing to let things go. We were not willing to change. We were not willing to, to get out of certain relationships. We weren't, we weren't willing, Father God, to, to let go of certain friendships or move to a different city because we didn't trust you, Father. But Holy Spirit, I ask, Father, that you, for one, would forgive us for our wrongdoing, for not following you when, we, when you led us to, for not the Father God believing in you, when you've proven it to us time and time again that you're viable, Holy Spirit, forgive us. I thank you, Holy Spirit, that in this moment that you're giving all of us another chance to get it right with you. You're giving us all another chance to get it right with you, Jesus. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. So Holy Spirit, give us the strength. Give us the strength that Father God to do as you say do. Give us the strength, God, to go where you say go. Give us the strength, Father God, to speak when you say speak. And that we won't hesitate, God, to move. That we won't hesitate, Father God. And then, Father God, even God, diving more into your word, Father God, increasing our prayer life so that we can know more about your hidden treasures, oh God. Holy Spirit, may we no longer be stagnant. But have a thirst and a hunger to grow. Have a thirst and a hunger to know more about your word. To be used for your glory. To learn more about the gifts, God. And allow you to cultivate the gifts in us. To help advance the kingdom of God. Father God, we surrender ourselves unto you. We will be more teachable. We will follow you, Jesus. We will be willing to suffer for you, God. Why? Because you suffered for us. And it's the least that we can do. So I thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, for this another chance. God, we thank you and we love you in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Glory be to God. And for those of you that uh, you don't have a relationship with Jesus, but as you were listening or watching this podcast, and as we were talking about the wonderful attributes and the wonderful qualities of Jesus and how he's a savior, how he's a, how he's a way maker, how he's a healer, how he's a deliverer, how he's a promise keeper. And then nobody compares to Jesus. Nothing on this world, nothing compares to him. And you tried everything, but you haven't tried Jesus. And I encourage you tonight that if you don't have Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, this is the moment and this is the time to give your life to Jesus. And it's so simple and it's free, free of charge. If you're ready to be saved and give your life to him, say the simple prayer with me. Say, Lord Jesus, I realize that I am a sinner. I realize, Jesus, that I need you in my life. I know I know that what I've been doing is wrong and the path that I've lived was wrong. 
So Jesus, forgive me, wash me, cleanse me, make me whole. I believe in my heart. I confess in my mouth that you died on the cross for my sins. And Jesus, because of that, I thank you, Jesus, for being my Lord and Savior. I will surrender my life unto you, and I will serve you for the rest of my days. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. If you prayed that wonderful prayer, welcome back. Welcome, excuse me, welcome into the family of God. Welcome into the family of God. This is the best decision that you can ever make in your life. To have Jesus is better. It's worth more than rubies, more worth than gold. My God. The best decision you could ever do is to have a relationship with Jesus. And for those of you, glory be to God, that once had a relationship with Christ, but allows yourself to stray away from the things of God. Whatever took place, whether it was during this time of the pandemic and you lost all hope in Jesus and who Jesus is, or whether it was years ago and you lost your way, and maybe you had a desire, men having a desire to come back to Jesus, but you felt like you, it was all hope was gone and that you was too far gone. But as long as you still have breath in your body, and if you are watching now, and if you are listening now, there's still time. Jesus is married to the backslider. And he is waiting with open arms, ready to receive you back, ready to receive you back. And he is going to be uh, waiting. And when you come back to him, he's going to hug you and love on you. He's married to the backslider. It's not too late. Come back to him. If you're ready to come back to Jesus, I encourage you to say this prayer rededication with me. Say, Lord Jesus, I'm sorry. I'm sorry for turning my back on you. I realized that what I did was wrong. And I tried it. I tried life without you. And I can't make it without you, Jesus. So Jesus, I'm coming back to you, asking that you come back into my life and that you will be my Lord and Savior. Once again, I already believe who you are, that you are my Lord and Savior. So Jesus, Wash me again, make me whole again, renew me again. And Jesus, I will serve you for the rest of my life. In Jesus' name, I pray, amen. If you pray that prayer of rededication, welcome back into the body of Christ, the best decision you can ever make in your life, the best decision, trust and believe. God loves you and he cares. And be encouraged, be encouraged, because if you, I know that we are in the virtual times, but the thing is, it's still required for you to find a church home because you need clear direction. You need clear understanding of God's word and who he is. So I encourage you to find a church home. If you need help finding one, please inbox me, whether on Facebook or Instagram. And um, if you're watching here on Facebook, I have um, our social media handles going across the screen. Uh, I am Imperfectly Perfect Incorporated on Facebook. And at I underscore am underscore imperfectly perfect on Instagram. Um, so please inbox me on there if you have any prayer requests or need any help finding the church home. I'm be willing to do that for you. So I love you guys. I pray that you were encouraged and uplifted. Continue to um, allow God to use you. Continue to allow God to do great things in your life. So until next time on a perfectly perfect live, I will see you guys next week. Have a good night.